encounter with Jesus Christ, Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus is a man in the Bible. If you are not careful, you take him for granted. But I believe that his conversion and his encounter with Jesus is one of the most elaborate in the Bible. And it tells you almost everything you need to know about the Christian life. When you look into Zacchaeus' life, you will see about six major stages of a Christian's life. And I want us to read his story. It's a very interesting story. Luke chapter 19 from verse 1 to 10. And Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was chief among the publicans, and he was rich. And he sought to see Jesus, who he was, and he could not for the press, and because he was little of stature. And he ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must abide at thy house. And he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all murmured, saying, that he was gone to be guest with a man that is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore unto him fourfold. And Jesus said unto him, This day salvation is come to thy house, for as much as he also is a son of Abraham, for the son of man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. As I look at this story, I see some things. I see in this story about six distinct steps of a born-again life. Um, this thing is a very huge prophetic volume about how you can develop in your Christian life until you are standing in your office. The only thing we know about Zacchaeus is he's a short man and the man climbed up into a tree to see Jesus and then things like that. And then we use him to sing song. Oh, Zacchaeus, something, something, Zacchaeus. This man called Zacchaeus, if you look at the amount of time dedicated to his conversion, I think of all the people that gave their lives to Christ in the Bible, the people that followed Jesus, none, none had their story recorded as detailed and elaborate as Zacchaeus. Not even Peter. So I suspected that this man could not have given his life to Christ and disappeared like that. I decided to investigate who is he. And Clement of Alexandria recorded in history and said when they elected somebody called Matthias to replace Judas Iscariot in the Bible, Clement of Alexandria believes that that Matthias was Zacchaeus. There are some ancient writings they call the apostolic constitutions. 
and in the apostolic constitutions it is written that there was a man who was the first bishop of the church in Caesarea and that the name of that man was Zacchaeus the publican therefore it is believed in some circles that that man grew up to become the first bishop of the church in Caesarea but if you look at Zacchaeus's life from the time he encountered Jesus up to the end of that story there is no way that man could have disappeared like that now his story represents the various stages of your Christian life number one stage is that for you to become a Christian you will have to overcome the world whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world and we see Zacchaeus overcoming many obstacles Oh, he overcame obstacles. He overcame the obstacles. Then he climbed up into a tree and caught a glimpse of Jesus. And by climbing up into the tree, he was incorporated in the tree. So the first thing is you overcome the world. Secondly, you catch a glimpse of Jesus by your first brief encounter. And then you are incorporated into Christ and you become one with Christ. Then the fourth stage, you are blessed in Christ. You will find out that the sycamore tree is a type of Christ. That sycamore tree, in fact, that sycamore tree Zacchaeus climbed represents the kind of blessing you receive when you are one in Christ. And there are many features of the sycamore tree that are parallel with the Elohistic names of God and the Jehovahistic names of God. I've, got, I've gone into all that in the, in the book. But one of the greatest characteristics of the sycamore tree that makes it a type of Christ is the kind of fruit the sycamore tree used to produce. The sycamore fruit, they came in clusters like grapes. And when they are ripe, when they are matured, they don't have a sweet taste. In fact, they are tasteless. You cannot enjoy it. So, a certain fly called the girl fly has to pierce it. Otherwise, you take your fingers and you pierce it. Or, you take a sharp metal and pierce it. And after piercing it, you leave it for three days. Then, an acid is released. And the acid hastens the ripening process. Then you can eat the fruit. Because now, it becomes sweet. In the same way Jesus Christ, the fruit, the bread of life, God's gift to mankind with eternal life. He's our El Shaddai, he's our Jehovah Jireh, he's our Shalom, he's our Rofika, Mekadishkem, and all of that. But we never benefited from him until he was pierced. And after being pierced, he was buried in the grave for three days just like the sycamore tree has to wait for three days and after the three days he rose from the dead and became all that we ever need and will ever want and became all that we can ever be so Zacchaeus goes up into this tree he becomes one with the tree incorporated into Christ number four he is blessed in Christ and then Jesus got to under the tree. And we see the fifth stage of the Christianity. First stage, you overcome the world. Second stage, 
you have a glimpse of Jesus. Third stage, you are incorporated into Christ. Fourth stage, you are blessed in Christ with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. The fifth stage of your Christianity, the Bible said in the verse number five of Luke chapter 19, and when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down for today I must abide at thy house. And he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. When Zacchaeus came down from the tree, when Zacchaeus was incorporated in Christ, when Zacchaeus was blessed in Christ and came down, the first thing he did was to receive Jesus into his house. I call this stage of your Christianity ministering to the Lord. When you have been blessed by God, the first thing to do is not to minister to people. The first thing to do is to minister to the Lord. There are many of us, listen, we are so used to ministering to people that we don't know how to minister to the Lord. Give me Acts chapter 13, verse 1 to 3. Acts chapter 13, verse 1 to 3. Let me show you something there as I go on. Now there was in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers as Barnabas and Simeon that is called Niger and Lucius of Cyrene and Manian which had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul. Verse 2. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, separate unto me Barnabas and Saul for the work whereunto I have called them. Stay on verse 2. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted. But I want to ask a question. Anytime we are fasting, do we minister to the Lord? The truth is, if they put many Christians in a room and tell them minister to the Lord, they wouldn't know what to do. The truth is that you know what? We are all crying out. We want to come into the presence of God. But when you come into that presence, what will you do? Many believers simply don't know how to minister to God. And when you come to Christ, you come to know him, you have climbed that tree and you have come down. The first thing is not to minister to people. The first thing to do is to minister to the Lord. The first thing is to be... And watch this. While you are fasting and praying, your most important assignment is to minister to the Lord. Now, we are the ones who say we are priests and kings. What do you think Aaron was ordained to do? What do you think the Levites were ordained to do? They were ordained not to minister to people, but they were ordained to minister to the Lord. Ministering to people must come second. To ministering to the Lord. And I know as I'm talking about ministering to the Lord. The only thing you can be thinking about is singing. Yeah because many of us remove singing. And we wouldn't know what to do with God. In fact they put God here now. And remove singing. They say don't sing. This is God. Don't sing. Minister to him. <laughs> you just say. Amen. You know what, ladies and gentlemen? Ministering to the Lord is more difficult than ministering to human beings. 
Because you see, when you are ministering to people, they are just like you. And you can see them. And human beings are in, their f- in the flesh. So you can use your senses to minister to people. But when it comes to God, God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. And remember, worship is not singing slowly. Now, we have created so many shortcuts in Christianity. You know the way we create shortcuts on a computer? We have taken that computer laziness into Christianity. As soon as you say, let's worship God. People are thinking about singing slowly. So the same song. Praise. Then when you change the tempo. Then they say worship. So the same song. When you sing it fast, they say you are praising. When you sing it slowly, they say you are worshiping. You cannot use the tempo of a song and determine whether it is worship or praise. Incidentally, praise is not only singing. When you live a life that glorifies God, you are praising him. Listen. When you offer your body in holiness to God, you are worshipping him. You don't have to sing to worship God. So you look at the program and everything, praise and worship. Listen. Even without a song, when you take an offering and put it down, it can be an act of worship. When you go through affliction and instead of cursing God, you say glory to God. It's a praise. Look at what the Bible said. When Jesus told Peter, Peter, you are young. You go wherever you want to go. But when you are old, people will lead you where you don't want to go. And they said, by this speak he of the manner of death wherewith he will glorify God. That means even the way you die can glorify God. Uh -uh. Even the way you die. (laughs) Even the way you die. May your death glorify God. Not glorify Satan. When you compromise and die, you have glorified Satan. When you refuse to compromise and you die, you have glorified God. When Zacchaeus came down, before he said, I will give half of my goods to the poor, and if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I will restore to them fourfold. Before he said that, the Bible said he received Jesus into his house. And he received him joyfully. That means he ministered to the Lord, and after ministering to the Lord, he now ministered to the people. Listen, the missing thing in our Christianity is that we have not been trained to minister to the Lord. And I'm telling you, in our Bible school, there is no curriculum or subject area for ministering to the Lord. 
No, many cannot minister to the Lord for even 30 minutes. No, they, they won't know what to do. Minister to God. Maybe anything. God is a spirit. Me, who know? And the idea, apart from singing, how do I minister to the Lord? So I asked the Lord, how do we minister to you? Zacchaeus saw you. So he knew how to minister to you. Me, I know see you before. Oh God. If I've seen you physically like this, I, I may have to figure out what, I do, what to do. But if you haven't seen God, how do you minister to the Lord when you have not seen him? And the Lord said, if you want to know how to minister to me, look at the people in the Bible who ministered to me and you will know how to minister to me. Now, he said, look at the people who ministered to me in my theophany. That means when I appeared in the Old Testament to people in human form and in angelic form, look at the way they ministered to me. And when I walked on earth in the flesh, look at the way people ministered to me. And you will now know how to minister to me in the spirit. So I went to some of the scriptures. One of the popular scriptures about ministering to God is found in the life of Abraham. Everybody say Abraham. Come on, shout it, Abraham. Abraham. One of the vivid cases of how to minister to the Lord is found in the life of Abraham. Father Abi. One day, Father Abi was sitting in front of his tent. And he saw some three men coming. Abraham was a spiritual man. Because he saw three men coming. And he figured out that they must be angelic beings. Now, I'm sure if you see three men coming, unless God tells you that these are angelic beings or God, I'm sure you just let them pass by because they look like any other man. So Abraham rose up, went to them, and, and the conversation was very interesting. It's in Genesis chapter 18. And the verse number two said, and he lifted up his eyes and looked, and lo, three men stood by him and when he saw them he ran to meet them from the tent door and he bowed himself towards the ground so abraham ran met the man and bowed to them how many times do you bow sometimes to be honest with you even the way we pray somebody has to just observe us and they can tell that we are not aware god is in the building I'm sure if God was standing in front of you and you could see him, you say, Pacho. Eradim Pacho. I'm not saying there's no place for burial, Ketebe, Keberia. But you must know when you are talking to the devil, when you are talking to principalities and powers, when you are shooting prayers anywhere and God may catch it or angels may catch it. But when you stand face to face with him, you must choose your language and your posture. You must know you are standing before God. Abraham, bowed. He bowed himself to the ground. And he said, my Lord. Now, he has met three men. And he didn't say, my Lords. He said, my Lord. How can three men be called my Lord? Singular. And that because he saw the trinity in the three men. Three persons in one God. Abraham was not a theologian, but he knew that. 
He knew that this was a manifestation of the Trinity. He said, my Lord, if now I have found favor in thy sight, pass not away. I pray thee from thy servant. By the time Abraham is saying, I am the servant of somebody, it means that person is great. Because Abraham was a big man. In all, in Abraham, shall all the families of the earth be what? Blessed. And if he's calling somebody his Lord, it means that the person is bigger than Abraham. Go to verse number four. Yet, let a little water, I pray thee, be fetched. And wash your feet. And rest yourselves under the tree. Verse five. And I will fetch a morsel of bread and comfort ye your hearts. After that, you shall pass on. For therefore are ye come unto your servant. And they said, so do as thou hast said. And Abraham hastened into the tent unto Sarah and said, Make ready quickly three measures of fine meal and knead it and make cakes upon it. And then so on and so forth. Now, so we are looking at Abraham. And Abraham is ministering to these three men. The man knows how to minister. He knows how to deal with an angelic presence. Some of you, if an angel appears in your room, or let's say if Jesus Christ appears to you in person in your room, some of you, you will minister to him. You will run out of the door. You will run. You, you will know what to do. I looked at another situation in the Bible where Mary and Martha, Jesus is in their house. And then the Bible said that Mary went and sat at the feet of Jesus and was listening to the word he was preaching and was just ministering to him. He was just with him. And Martha was very busy ministering to people. And Martha came to Jesus and said, Sir, tell my sister to come and join me because, you know, I'm just working and then she is very busy. And Jesus said, you know what? There are two things that must happen here. And Martha, Mary, has chosen the better one and it will not be taken away from her. Sometimes, sitting quietly before God is better than working. You know what? Listen. What you do for God is not as important as what you do with him. What you do for God is not as important as what you do with him. And let me say it in another way. What you do for God is not as important as what you do to him. What are you doing to him? You are not listening to him. You are not obeying him. You are not worshipping him. You are just working for him. And that is because sometimes the more you minister to people, the more you forget that you must minister to the Lord and take care of yourself. Now, so, we, we, we came here to pray. We came here to pray. But are we ministering to the Lord? Are you ministering to the Lord? Oh, you, you, are just, you are just on your prayer topics. Lord, I need a breakthrough. And God has to do this for me. And some of us forget that even in the tongues, it is not all the tongues that is against the enemy. But the Bible said, sometimes when you are speaking in tongues, your mind is unfruitful. But you are blessing God. So sometimes, the tongues you speak are blessing God. And you must know 
when your tongues have shifted from request to worship and blessing God and when your tongues shift into the mood where they are blessing God even your posture must change so let's say you are firing the tongues and you are you are just swelling all over the place and then all of a sudden some blessing God comes up into your spirit at that point you should stop skipping about and bow before him in grace bow before him in grace Mary knew how to stay in front of God. Martha was all over the place. Now, when Zacchaeus came down from the tree and received Jesus, he was ministering to Jesus. But what did Zacchaeus do? We are not told. All we are told is he received him joyfully. But then I went through various scriptures. And found out among the Jews, when they receive somebody into their house, what do they do to the person? And that is likely to be exactly what Zacchaeus did. So on that note, I want to take you through a step-by-step projection. And mind you, I'm saying it's a projection because it's not written. I'm just, I'm just speculating that these are the things Zacchaeus is likely to have done. Number one, Zacchaeus took Jesus to his house and Zacchaeus opened the door. The first step in your ministering to God is to open the door. And I can imagine Jesus has entered the house and he's asking Zacchaeus, where should I sit? I can imagine Zacchaeus' answer, Lord, you can sit anywhere. I don't see Zacchaeus go and sit on a certain chair and say, this is my chair, so take another one. So Zacchaeus opened the door. And I can promise you that anywhere Zacchaeus, Jesus wanted to go in that house, Zacchaeus would say go. May the Lord help you to open the door. The first step in ministering to the Lord is for you to open your heart. And Jesus can go anywhere. No hidden agenda. No hidden place in your life he cannot enter. He can enter anywhere. He can search anywhere. He can do whatever he wants to do. Your life is open. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man open the door, I will come into him and I will sup with him and he with me. Many times we come to these prayers and our hearts are shut. So many times the people sit in the prayer meeting. And the prayer topic that will change them, they don't listen to it. They came here not to minister to the Lord, they came to employ God to execute an assignment on their behalf. Yes. 